0: To the Web 2.0 show with your hosts Josh Owens and
1: Chris Saylor. We're a show about the new web.
0: The latest thoughts and technology behind internet development and content delivery. This is Nick Dynas reporting for the Web 2.0 Show and my series from Bar Camp, Los Angeles, which took place March 4th and 5th. Next. An interview with Travis Kalanick of Red Swoosh. So, Red Swoosh looks like the next generation past, you know, something like BitTorrent, right?
1: Uh, well, I mean, look, we uh, we've been around quite a while, though. Red Swoosh was founded in January two thousand one. We got our first uh, we got our first uh, first website using our stuff was out in the fall of two thousand one. Uh, it was actually DeviantArt was the first site to use us. They used us to distribute all their images. You know, basically the idea is, you know, put up a link just like you would on your, you know, take your links, all the links on your website, whether they're images or video or audio content, and all you have to do is add some text to the front of the URL, and it basically says edn.redswoosh.net slash a few parameters, and you put that in front of all your URLs. When users click on it, they'll be pulling from 20 peers close by instead of from a server. What that means is the webmaster, the website owner, doesn't have to pay any more in bandwidth. Basically, bandwidth bills go away. And the data, the video, the audio, whatever, gets to the user um, 50% faster than from a web server. So it's faster, and you don't pay anymore for bandwidth. You can offer much richer apps on the net uh, with our technology.
0: So it's it optimizes uh, uh, based on the other users in... The given network, like in your presentation, your example was Verizon, or like so. So, it'll be pulling from other. Yeah.
1: So, if you're if you're in variety you know, in the Verizon network, let's say, um, you'll pull from other machines or other peers um, that are also behind the Verizon network. So, you localize those transfers, and because you're pulling from so many places that are so close by, um, the data actually comes to you much faster than it would from a web server. And so, you're actually saving the ISP money because they're not pulling. the the bandwidth from the public internet, um, you're obviously saving the content provider, the website owner, money because they're not pushing data across the internet to you and you as the user are getting uh, a much faster experience, much faster downloads, much richer streams. When content providers, like I said before, when content providers don't have to pay anything for bandwidth anymore, that means you can offer all the video under the sun. And you don't have to think, oh my God, what's my bandwidth bill going to be? You just say, hey guys, you know, Take what you like, enjoy yourselves, and you can offer much richer property um, when you're when you're when you're able to sort of when you're able to build something in that mode.
0: So now, one of the comparisons you made with BitTorrent, you mentioned that uh, the user has to have the BitTorrent client open in order to contribute to the, the whole pool. And with Red Swoosh it's a little bit different, right?
1: Yeah, it is. It is a little bit different. Now, don't get me wrong, I think um, I think BitTorrent is, uh, is something that's gotten amazingly popular on the net and uh, something a lot of people love, and, and you're allowed to continue loving it. Uh, what we do is just slightly different than them, and, and that's why the comparisons come out as they go, how is this different, et cetera. So in the BitTorrent world, um, you hold the connection open to what's called a tracker. Um, while you're downloading a piece of content. Essentially, when you close the window, when you're done with your download, you're no longer able to upload to the network. But what that causes is a limited supply of, of, let's say, uh, a limited supply of bandwidth to the overall network. If everybody closes when they're done downloading, you can only pull from those people who are downloading at that moment in time. And because of that, you limit the speed of the downloads that you get. Now, in the BitTorrent world, that's a good thing because... Um, you don't want to hold open 100 connections to 100 different trackers on the last 100 places you downloaded something from. And we, eventually, your machine would just crash, and certainly if it was in any way infringing content, um, you know, you'd be very much exposed and vulnerable. But in our world, we have what you might look at as like a universal tracker of sorts. And, and uh, since we're only de- delivering uh, you know, what some folks might call legitimate content, essentially non-infringing content, um, you, you don't have the issue of holding one connection open that looks like essentially like an, a, an instant messenger type connection that you hold open just so we can see if you're online or offline. And so we're able to provide really fast downloads, really, really fast streams, um, and not, able, not overwhelming the machine, your PC, um, and uh, not, you know, not abusing the user on the upload side either. Because there's such a vast amount of resources. Of 100,000 people downloaded last month. Um, we see all those caches on the network. In the BitTorrent world, if 10 people are downloading now and 100,000 people downloaded last month, they only see the 10 people. So those 10 people are going to be, their upload is just going to be going be really, uh, it's going to be utilized while they're online and pretty heavily. Um, we have such vast redundancy of resources. We don't have to, uh, we can be more polite to the users.
0: Now there's several different levels of, of the application. There's... One that's going to be free, and then there's a, a enterprise level, which which has an API.
1: Right, right. So we we you know our stuff's been up and running for man, it's been a long time, four and a half years now uh, basically, and. Um, we, we, we have a broad set of APIs and, 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 and different applications and tools that people can use to utilize our technology for, for very big companies. And then for just individuals or, or small folks, they can basically go to our site. There's a, there's a section called Try Us Now, and they just basically put in their email address and a couple other things, and, and we send them an email with, hey, here's how you swoosh your links. Here's the text that you put in front of your URLs that are already on your site, and you're ready to go.
0: Do you want to talk about the technology that's uh, involved in making the application work?
1: Well, I can I can say a little bit about it. I okay. mean, our backend is uh, is all Linux in memory uh, in memory data structures. Essentially, um, we're we're tracking essentially hundreds of thousands of concurrent simultaneous connections. Um, and so you can't really do that on a, on a relational database or on an Oracle system. You have to really have some really intense data structures on the back end. It's all in Linux. We've done some tweaking to the Linux stuff so that we can handle that many concurrent connections. Um, on the client side, we're all Windows. Um, uh, we will be getting into the Linux and Mac uh, clients uh, in short order, but we don't have that yet. And... Uh, you know, I mean, a lot of people know generally how peer-to-peer works. I mean, there's some differences in the architecture, et cetera. Uh, basically, we're really integrated into the web. Um, I think, that, as I mentioned, you click on a, on a swoosh link, essentially. It's just like clicking on any other link in a web page. Um, it just happens that underneath the hood, it's pulling from peers, but you're sort of abstracted from that. You just get your downloads or your Adobe Acrobat files or your streams the way you got them before. Um, and there's some interesting uh, technology that makes that work in that way. So,
0: for this to work on the user's computer, they have to install a plugin. That's right. So if you click on a swoosh link
1: and you don't have the client, you're going to be prompted to get it. I mean, the same thing as if you you pull, you tried to pull a uh, a flash video. And you didn't have the flash player. You're going to get prompted to get the flash player. And until you get it, you won't be able to watch a flash video. It's similar. Uh, it's similar with us. But for those who are not compatible, for instance, they have a, uh, a an obscure browser, or maybe they're on a, a Linux uh, machine. If they click on a swoosh link. They're not. They don't. You know, we don't have a client for them. They just get transparently redirected to the server, and they don't get prompted at all. And it's just a smooth experience for them.
0: So, what's the benefit of installing the plugin? Uh,
1: the benefit is um, you're able to get content. Uh, that you may not have been able to get otherwise because these sites wouldn't be able to offer it because the bandwidth cost would be too huge. Um, you also um, you also get that content much faster. So that's basically it. You get content you wouldn't be able to get otherwise. The same reason why would you get a Macromedia Flash player on your machine because a lot of people are offering right. stuff in Macromedia Flash.
0: But you mentioned that if you don't have the plug-in, it still forwards...
1: If you if you're on a machine that's not compatible, so if you're in a very obscure browser or a Linux client or Linux uh, a a Linux uh, operating system which we haven't built a client for yet, then you would get transparently redirected.
0: It would just be a little bit slower.
1: It would be a little bit slower. That's correct. It'd be you know about two thirds the speed.
0: So, swoosh uh, also works with uh, RSS feeds and podcasting.
1: Well, we're you know we're working on working with those. So. you know, you can definitely, if you have an RSS feed, you can put swoosh links in the RSS feed. And a lot of readers, it, it will work no problem, um, just like any other URL. So essentially, uh, you put a swoosh link in there, it works as if it were a server, a normal server link. And and you're able then to distribute your podcast or your other, the other content that's being distributed in the RSS feed, except now it's going through peer-to-peer, nobody's paying for the bandwidth, and your users are happier, you're happier. Uh, if you're the podcaster. Um, but there's still some things we're working out as far as making it you know, really slick and, and really having a cohesive product because a lot of folks don't want to have to you know, download two separate apps, you know, maybe their, their reader app and then another app so that they can you know, get things swooshed um, so we're trying to, uh, you know, we're working on integrating with some of the RSS readers out there. And there's some interesting angles for working with uh, even iTunes and things like that. So um, we're, uh, we're halfway there and, and we have a few uh, bloggers, so to speak, who are using our stuff. Um, but I think over time you're going to see more and more folks on it, especially uh, as uh, as more people get into podcasting and um and the bandwidth bills really start to become an issue, which they are for a lot of people. So, cool. There you go. Well, thanks. Hey, thank you. No problem. All right. Awesome.
0: This has been a Steel Pixel production. For more information about Steel Pixel, you can check out steelpixel.com. Or for more information about the show, feel free to check out web20show.com. That's W-E-B-2-0-S-H-O-W.com.